welcome. You are listening to episode 104 of the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast, coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday the 10th of March 2022. I am Paul Kaczynski, and joining me today is none other than Blunderboy87. Ahoy hoy. <laughs> and along with Colin underscore NM, we make up the Nearly Men. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by executive producer Hamster Boy. <laughs> we have nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, and we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point you probably kicked our asses online. Wee! Wee! How are we doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It suddenly dawned on me there that that's the first time that I've done that, having the new setup. So there's more oh. buttons to press. I, I suddenly oh. panicked. I suddenly panicked at the end of it. There's like, oh, no, where'd I go? Yeah. Mr. Blunderboy, how are you? No, bad, not bad. What not been too to? well, but uh, oh. getting better, getting better. I think oh. it was just a wee bug. Working in, in schools, they come and go, and just now they are they are here for a bit. What's a, what's a wee quarter mile? Uh, but beside that, just getting some some gaming in. Not as much as I'd like, but uh, but getting some good gaming in. You're a How busy are you? Man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, I'm I'm one of the few people to not have COVID at the moment. Yay. By the sounds of it, <laughs> uh, you'll notice we're one man down. Uh, those of you that tune in the live streams will know that Mister Colin Little is aff with the Rona. Uh, mm-hmm. He is well. He's getting better. He told us today that he pretty much slept all day. Uh, yep. So he must be getting his rest in. Uh, but he is in the chat if you're watching us live on Twitch. So feel free to give him pelters in there. Yep, give him a good slagging. I was worried for you when you were saying you weren't well. I was worried for you because you've had COVID twice, haven't you? No, just once. Just the once? Was it one? Aye, was, then I, then I was pinged, yeah, then I was pinged a second time. But, ah. then, but no, I see, I think I've got like an abscess. So I think that's what's making me not well. So oh, get no. I've got a dentist appointment, but the day I've got an appointment, I go to Italy, so I need to reschedule it. Oh, are you? Oh, are you going to Italy, yeah? Go to Italy. Just see what happens when you work. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I woke up this morning, I woke up, I was like, do I feel better? And I was like, I need to get through work and see how I feel. And I got home and was like, I'm good. We're you good. We're good to go. See the dedication this boy's got for you people. I know. Digging I deep. Some. Just didn't want to give me the limelight. Let me do it my own. I just was aware it was going to be the shortest podcast in history, where you just rattle through everything. It's like eight minutes done. We're like, that's a dream. That's the dream, Mm -hmm. my man. Um, Well, yeah. So we're we're down, Colin, but we've still got Blunder and Kaczynski here, and we love hearing from you guys as well. A lot of people have been in touch. If you want to do it, here's how you can. Reaching the nearly men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or your preferred podcast player. We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Blunderboy at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men. Or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? Indeed, please do get in touch. Uh, we love hearing from you, whether it's to tell us what you're playing or what you're currently wearing or what you like <laughs> to do in darkened nights. And this gets weirder Play video and weirder. games hopefully the answer. Playing video games I shouldn't host. This gets weirder and weirder every week. <laughs> just going to let you go. I'm just going to let you just keep speaking until uh... it gets really awkward. And I just let... 
Yes. <laughs> Blunder, our merch is still available, my man. It um, is. The it Nearly is. Men merch is available at printbunker.co.uk. You'll find us under the collections as the Nearly Men. You can get t-shirts, multiple colours of t-shirts. There are three designs available as the Heats. There is the Tetris and there is the Controller. Yep. Uh, all designed by the absent Colin Little. Yeah, um, he's an artist, don't you know? He is. He's very good. He's very good. <laughs> uh, you can pick up T-shirts there for fifteen pound ninety nine. That includes postage, and you can also get hoodies uh, with the Tetris design, if I'm right. And they are twenty pounds ninety nine, including postage. It's a it's a bargain. An absolute, absolute bargain. bargain for a hoodie. No, the hoodie's great. I don't have mine on tonight because I was doing meetings up until seven. But I was like, oh, my cozy hoodie. It's so cozy. It's so the, do you know what it is? It's the arms. The arms feel so nice in it. Because oh. they're like, so I get an extra large because I like it to be baggy. And the body's baggy enough, but the arms have still got a nice tightness to it. So oh. it just feels like you're constantly being hugged. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah, I thought you are going to get a better advert than that. Mm-hmm. So it's a nearly man hug. Just think every time you wear it, you're getting hugged by a nearly man. Which nearly man? No, that's the question. That's, that's uh, the worry. Mm, me. <laughs> I give the oh, there you go. Thoughts. Good, good, good. I think everybody will be all right with that for some yeah, reason. It's, it, it was me it's that arm span. That's it. That's it. Um, do you know what I want? I want nearly men action figures. Oh! Yeah, that we a wee Paul Bundar and Colin, you could make them fight and stuff. Oh, I mean, I'd make them kiss like I used to do with I mean, all my Star Wars would, ones, but... You, you'd, when Maverick could be coming in, be like, ah, get them out of that <laughs> position! <laughs> Leaving yeah. them in suspect positions, things. Yeah, I know. That's a great. I wonder how much that would be to set up. Who would buy? Who would buy a nearly men action figure? I think loads of people would buy oh, nearly men action figures. It'd be you... like um, you could have like play sets. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it going to be like what? Do you have to buy them single, or is there a pack of three? Ooh, or like, do they do like do they come with their own like setup? So like, oh, like a different room, and then you join them together, and it's like the nearly men base. Oh yes, and then you could also get like the nearly men wives and husbands as well. Uh-huh. You could make ad- action figures for them. Who would who would just be like silhouettes with no detail <laughs> to protect our identities? <laughs> I am all for that. By the way, you know what I picture them like now? They've done this whole retro thing where it's like everything looks like a nineteen eighties Hasbro toy. Yes, I think they would look like that. Aye. So they'd be like really poorly articulated. Yes. Which also represents the fact that none of us are very articulate in real life. <laughs> um, Just arms that go up and down, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we can sit at funny angles. Although, yes, I... in the absence of Colin Little, I know he would argue he'd want uh, that wee button that you got in the back action man to move the eyes. Oh, eagle eye action man. Aye, he'd want that. Uh, that's so just because he looks shifty. Aye. Definitely. definitely. And, and his the action man hair would suit Colin for some reason. I don't know why. He's not got action man hair. But that kind of that kind of feel, I'd like that. Uh huh. Oh, the fuzz, the fuzzy head. Aye, aye, it would work. <laughs> Do you know they don't make action man anymore? They don't. Well, they don't make them the way. So, like the action man I grew up with in like the nineties, they don't make them like that. But every so often they do like a retro relaunch or ones styled like the ones for like the seventies. Oh, right. Because I've got one and a sailor outfit. Of course I do. Of course you do. Um, Sticks <laughs> <laughs> to my mayor man, Barbie. Um, but they, they don't have... Remember you used to go to Argos and there was the whole... Oh! Page. Oh, actually, that exist. Just oh. exist. Oh, sorry. We've lost you there for a second, Blunder. Oh, he's Hello. broke down. He's broke down. There he's back. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. 
we got the sealer outfit. Oh, uh, did you hear the Merman bit? Aye, something about a page. Yes, uh, oh, I've seen it in Argos. You'd have the whole page of Action Men. Oh, okay. You yeah, don't have yeah. it anymore. It's just, oh. just like a wee corner. Action Man is not the greatest hero of them all anymore. That's so disappointing. So I know. disappointing. Anyway. I guess there's a lot of kids don't play with toys. But anyway, yes. Well, do you know, Never you could be right. Because... You'd be right. Um, but like, let's look at that. How much would it be <laughs> for a Neely Man action figure? In the meantime, you can pick up the t-shirts and hoodies, mm. which we're all disappointed about now because we all want action figures, <laughs> <laughs> at printbunker.co.uk. Uh, yeah. Now, Blunder, last night there was yeah. a state of play which there was Colin and I watched live. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. Uh, if you watched it, you watched it. If you didn't, you're not that bothered. Um, but you've kind of looked into it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what? Very little jumped out about me. It was it was focusing on the Japanese and Eastern developers yeah. uh, tied to Sony. Um, did anything jump out that was of major interest to you? Well, there was nothing like new, which was the big disappointment, or nothing that we've not seen a lot of already. So, like, Final Fantasy Paradise of Origin, or whatever it's called, which is out, like, next week. Hmm. We didn't need to say that. Is that, like, spoken... is that like, a, like the new fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy? Is it, like, the next number? Uh, mm, or is it no, something... no, Final Fantasy 16. This is, like, an alternate universe remake of the original. Of course it is. And it's, like, action <laughs> RPG meets Dark Souls system, sort of. Okay, right. Um, I'm going to get it and give it a shot, because it's Final Fantasy. Um, but I was like, that's out soon. And then they showed Ghostwire Tokyo, which is out soon. And... I'm like, stop showing all the things out of this month. I don't want to play them if I can see them. <laughs> and then, as I was saying to you, um, Capcom teased us with a video game with a female red-haired protagonist and dinosaurs, which is not Dino Crisis, which was their 1999 hit of a female red-haired protagonist and dinosaurs. <laughs> and instead gave us this horrendous, I think it's a live service game. It looks absolutely stinking. Aye, aye. Um, that, fact, that's what they opened with, wasn't it? In fact, everyone started watching it and went, oh, Dino Crisis? And they started going, please don't be Dino Crisis. Please don't be Dino Crisis. Because it just looks stinking. Oh. It's like exosuits and it's just... And then, I don't know if you've seen the video, like a rift opens in the sky and the dinosaurs like literally fall through the sky and they just land and start running around and you're like, wait, <laughs> dinosaurs were not that strong. <laughs> I said, they're not falling 40 stories down and just getting up. I'm like, oh, that was so... Um, so yeah, everyone the internet has been raging today. Well, see, that, that like, was a talk of the steam as well. Though when Resident Evil Two was, I think, did really well. Yeah, and uh, then they spoke about doing Resident Evil Three. Everyone was kind yeah. of crying out for basically go back through the catalog, and Dino yeah. Crisis was top of the pile, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone's dying for it, and it's just they do this quite often. They'll they'll really hit it with a couple of titles and then they're like right you get it people want nostalgia people want to relive what they used to see but in better detail or with more functionality and then they go that's so nice we're not going to do that <laughs> and you're like Capcom <laughs> um, but I don't think there's much else the turtles was interesting uh, yeah. that again. I, and it's that it's that weird thing I was saying this to Baker Boy this morning it's like they'll give us NES, SNES Sega games remastered and redone retextured They'll give us PS2, PS3, even PS4 games remastered and retextured. But the PS1, they're just like, no. Is there a licensing issue there? 
I don't know. It's really weird. Well, if it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's so strange because all the other games are multi, multi-platform games and Baker Boy was saying, oh, it's probably because they, they, they didn't age as nice as others. I was like, but you've got people modding these old games mm-hmm. with really nice mm-hmm. textures and part of the, 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 the love of it is the janky controls. Like, you're going to really have that, but it's so weird. Like, Resi 1, oh, Resi 2 and Resi 3, I suppose, but I mean, like, remasters of not like redone like i want like the original games just like be a shiny coat of paint and existing in the way as they were right aye. yeah which they're doing with the turtles which they did with life is strange which they did with i mean they did it with medieval i guess from that was a ps1 game and crash bandicoot but those were semi-built for the ground up people just want them to take those initial original games make them look a bit smoother and prettier and give us them right and they won't they're very rude <laughs> rude. Very rude. I'm going to write a letter. An angry letter at that. Oh, uh, so yeah, it was, and it was only like 20 minutes last night, wasn't it? It was like blinking, you'll miss it. It was very quick. I couldn't believe they said they were wrapping up. Um, yeah. Because uh, Colin's not here, I will give him a shout out. He was very excited about the turtles. That was that seemed yes, to be the one he, he took away, um, mm. which is a kind of cowabunga pack thing of, is it, am I right? It's 25 games or something like that. I could, I could be talking rubbish there. Hold on, night. Talk while I check that out. Because um, <laughs> the thing is, as well, like they've re-released all the old Sega, Mega Drive, and SNES Disney games, which were made by Capcom. So it's not as if they're scared of making older games. I'm like, Capcom, aye. Just give us Resident Evil, Dino Crisis, and then you will, will like core. Give us the original Tomb Raiders. Like the mm-hmm. fans have done ninety percent of the work. Does actually. AI that makes everything look pretty for them, they'll actually have to do zero work. Zero work. I can tell you the the Cowabunga collection contains 13 games in total, including oh. all three versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Uh, you've, I mean, you've got hundreds, essentially Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, Turtles in Time, the arcade game, uh, not, Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, Ninja Turtles 4, uh, the Super Nintendo Tournament Fighters, Hyperstone Heist, the Genesis Tournament Fighters, uh, Follow the Foot Clan, Back from the Sewers, Radical Rescue, which were all Game Boy games. So I, mm. you're getting a full pack there. Yeah, it's mental. Mental. Crazy. Like, you should just let us decide what's to come out in consoles. That's, that's it. <laughs> this is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> the one that jumped out for me was Returnal. So Returnal is getting DLC, uh, mm-hmm. but attached on it as a co-op option for the campaign. For the whole game? For the whole game, That's as far as I can nice. see. That's I'd probably play it more if I could play my pal and laugh at our deaths. Well, as, as Colin immediately said, he said, I can now carry you, Paolo. So I am looking forward to that. And I can carry both of you with my... Listen, woman. how many times you played it? How many, how many times you play it, Blunder? Once, and I finished the first stage of that one thing. 90 minutes, they got halfway through the second world. <laughs> Sam, Twenty. I'll never let you live it down. 24 hours, and I was still not at the first boss. 24 <laughs> hours, 90 I was just minutes. Like, oh, what's in here? What's still there? Oh, that's a big scary guy. I've done the first world. <laughs> 90 minutes. <laughs> Cannot go over it. Tw- 24 hours. A whole day of my life. That's it's mental when you think it like that. It's, it's like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. 
Aye, mm. so the turtle co-op, I mean, that that's probably my yeah. only takeaway from it. Um, I'm, I'm not mm. huge, um, ironically, on, on a Japanese, I'm, I'm fascinated by Japanese, the Japanese culture and all that jazz, but um, Japanese games, like your Japanese RPGs and all that, don't really mm. float my boat. There was the 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 samurai one, which name escapes me at the moment. Excuse me. Um, the kind of it's almost like a side scroller, kind of no, samurai black and white thing. Oh, that uh, sounds quite nice. Gosh, what is it called again? Um, it was very, it's very good. It's very stylistic, um, as you can imagine. Um, uh, you just like a samurai. I do like a samurai. I do like a samurai. I like historical Japanese goodness mm-hmm. um bear with me and i will just see what this was called because it will drive me insane if i don't um ma, ma, ma. Don't do yomi i think that's my aye that's because the, uh, the thing is i love japanese studios so it should even be like a big hit for me in the evening and i was like oh <laughs> it's the first state of play i've not been interested in Forspoken as well. I'm I'm missing Forspoken. I'm 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 interested in Forspoken. Oh yeah, but we've seen that again. I'm like, show me something new. Aye, it's um. I mean, it was a nice wee trailer we got last night. But I like you say, you you don't really want to see more of it. You you just want to play it. Aye. Um. Yeah. Check to you me. That's the one. Um. So yeah. So state of play. I mean, all right. All right. I mean, it's, it's West Nintendo Direct. Let's face it. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was um it was alright. It was alright. Nothing really jumping out. If there's anything that we've missed that you're super excited about, please do get in touch. Um we know we're not a hundred percent the audience for that. Well, I mean I'd, I'd argue Blunder, you're you know, a high yeah. high ranker in that and it's not really floated your boat, but Aye. still, do you want some cozy scrums? Always. Nom 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 nom. Nom nom. Elite Dangerous has cancelled Odyssey and all future expansions on console. Uh-huh. I know friend of the podcast, Ooh. Social Scruffy, will be very disappointed on this. He's just got right into Elite Dangerous. Um, it's, everything's going to be PC on, uh, PC only from here on out. Uh, basically, they had a hell of a launch with Odyssey. It was a nightmare. So Odyssey was the the patch that let you. Or the expansion that let you go on foot and did first oh, right, do yeah. first person shooters and it didn't launch very well at all. Um so they kind of pushed back the console releases and said we're going to concentrate on PC, get it working, get it fixed, and then we'll we'll do that at a later date. And they've come out today saying that's it. We're not we're not gonna we're not gonna do any more on console. They'll get critical fixes, but that's about it. So it's oh PC only. I know. So sadly, if you're an elite dangerous console player, that's it. What you've got is what you're getting. Um PC, of course, will continue to be updated and expanded as per. Gotham Knights has got a release date. The release date is the 25th of October 2022. You're very excited about this, Blundar. I I, I love the Arkham games. I know it's not the Arkham Universe, but the fact you get to play as the Bat Family, because I I find the Bat Family more interesting than Batman. That's because I find Batman a bit boring. Um, (gasps) Oh. Like the Bat Family, see if, see if they just let, let you play as Catwoman as well. It would be even happier. But getting to play as like Nightwing and Batgirl. The other two, they're fine. But uh, Nightwing and Batgirl, they were my, my peeps to play as. So I'm looking forward to it. 
exciting exciting times exciting times and your last week from here is um the playstation 5 have you played a a wee game called grand theft auto 5 blender Uh, i think i've maybe heard it so this is the third generation that this game's getting released on uh and it comes out uh oh gosh when is it it's it's somewhere in march i think it's the 20th of march or something it comes out uh 15th 15th of march it comes out um but it's going to be cheaper until 14th of june basically if you want to pick it up on the next gen (laughs) on the xboxes x and s until the 14th of june you can pick up grand theft auto online for 8.99 or nine dollars 99 uh, you can pick up the Grand Theft Auto Online and the story mode for £17.49 uh, or $19.99. Uh, but on PlayStation 5, uh, if you remember, they got a sneaky wee deal going to go. Um, you can pick up the Grand Theft Auto Online is going to be free until the 14th of June. And then the Grand Theft Auto Online story mode bundle is only going to be £8.75. Uh, I was slightly disappointed that if you didn't already, if you've bought it already, you get it for nothing. Um, and if you've, mm-hmm. you know, if you've not, then obviously you need to pay for it. But no, even if you bought it before, even if you got it digitally, if you want the PS5 version, it's going to cost you eight pounds seventy-five to get the story mode. Yeah, uh, and the online will be free after the fourteenth of June. Both platforms go up to thirty-four pounds ninety-nine or thirty-nine dollars ninety-nine. Um, but I mean, who doesn't have this game? Who doesn't have Grand Theft Auto Five yet? I know. I I'm think a... I've even bought it like three times. I bought it twice. I, I did buy it for uh, the Xbox 360, then I got it for PS4. I think I had it. Mm, no, maybe just PS4 and PC. I bought it. Maybe. Right. Maybe. PC, and I did get it for free on PC through, I think it was Epic or something like that, so... Yeah, Epic gave it away. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm slightly intrigued to play it on the PS5 to see how shiny it'd be, but I think that they've no, um... They've not set them up set themselves up well with the release of the last ones they did. Remember the Vice City and all that? stuff, yeah. That launch was not great. Nah, but then it was, was it outsourced? I don't think it was. I'm not convinced oh. it was. I could be wrong, though. <laughs> I could be wrong. But it seems that they're trying to milk every last penny out of Grand Theft Auto V, um, which has surely sold a phenomenal amount of numbers. Anyway. It's like the Skyrim syndrome. Exactly. Like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Gosh. What's Skyrim? What can't you play Skyrim on? Realistically, what can't you play Skyrim on that you might want to play Skyrim on? <sighs> Because you can play it on your phone now. Can you play it on your Alexa? Can you? <laughs> it's like a it's like a text scrolling game. So it's like you can't turn and pass. Do you go left or right? Oh yes. <laughs> what can't you play Skyrim on there? Find find me an answer for that that you want to play Skyrim on. Realistically, what can't you play Skyrim on? I don't, yeah. I don't want to hear you playing it on your fridge and all that. I don't want that nonsense. <laughs> Genuinely, what platform? Do you want to play it on that you can? Do you want some subbies? Subbies! Oh! <laughs> I've got you up. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not a subby. Um, he's not doing them. Shut up. 
subjects today on Game Pass, the additions to Game Pass. Game Pass has got an exciting day today. 10th of March, Kentucky Route Zero comes to PC, console and cloud. Lawn Mowing Simulator comes to console. Uh, it's been on PC. I've played it on PC. It's quite fun. Lawn Mowing Simulator, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Young Souls comes to console, PC and cloud. And oh my days. Mm. I, I kept forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering, but today <laughs> marks the arrival of Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy for console, Ooh. PC and cloud. <gasps> I'm excited. Too many games. Ooh. Far too many games. Mm-hmm. 17th of March we're getting Shredders from console that looks like it might be quite fun the kind of uh, extreme sports snowboarding thing 24th of March a Memoir Blues coming to console on PC 29th of March Crusader Kings moves on to console which is exciting uh, there is talk of things like Age of Empires coming to console later in the year as well that would be nice 31st of March Weird West is coming to console which I think we might have a wee look at by the way Blender as a Ooh. potential multiplayer it might be quite fun interesting Zombies and cowboys. I mean, it's crossing the divide. Oh, you know I mean? oh, <laughs> more. With games with gold until March the 15th, you're getting Aerial Knights Never Yield. Uh, you're also getting Sacred 2 Fallen Angel. Till the 31st of March, you can pick up the Flame and the Flood. 16th of March to the 31st of March is SpongeBob's Truth or Square. And from the 16th of March to April the 15th, you're getting Street Power Soccer. And over on the PlayStation side of town. <laughs> For March, you're getting Ghost Runner on PS5, uh, The Ark Survival Evolved on PS4, Sonic Team Racing on PS4, and Ghost of Tsushima's Legends for PS5 and 4. But controversially, Blunder, it's, yeah. it's a demo. It's not the game. It's a demo. <laughs> so I'm told. So I'm told. <laughs> Shut up. Jamming. No way. I mean, it is the fourth game, you know, there's normally three, that's a fourth game, but I am told it's a demo and it's not the full Ghost of Tsushima's ah. Legends. I don't know if it's a kind of time thing yet, I'm not sure. Yeah. Or you can go so far into it and then you need to buy it. But... Interesting, interesting. Blunder, blunder, I have done a lot of talking. Uh, I want to hear, yeah. I want to hear about, I know, I know. I want to hear about a game you've been playing, we spoke about it a wee bit last time, Mm-hmm. As of course, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, you have finished it, haven't you? I have finished it. Oh! Yes. So, uh, obviously, we had. I mean, last month was a great month for games, but not for gamers because you've got too much things to play. So, I've been like battling through Forbidden West. I think I played it five days in a row without stopping, and because <laughs> I was just loving it. And then Elden Ring came out. And I tried Elden Ring, and I kept pushing my Forbidden West buttons. So instead, of, <laughs> I, went, I kept going to sneak, but using my flask instead. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so I was, and like the the run but like the crouch button is the run button. Like all my all my fingers were getting confused, which is rare for me. Usually, my fingers know what to do. But I think it was just because it was the open world aspect, and my brain was getting confused. And I was like, before I try and unravel the story of Elden Ring, I want to get through the relatively straightforward story of Forbidden West because it's much more cinematic and plot point, plot point, plot point. Um, and, you know, it was fantastic. Like, Ooh. it's such a good game. Like, I'll try to go through a bunch of different things. Um, so we'll start with the obvious, the graphics. Beautiful. Like, absolutely gorgeous. Like, one of the first 
bits where you like so there's like an introduction bit which is kind of it's like pretty and you're like ooh, look at this look at that but it's quite contained there's like rocks around you and you're in buildings and stuff like that um and then you get this kind of pre-rendered kind of pre-rendered cutscene to get you to the west and then you kind of turn a corner and the land is just in front of you and the sun's in the sky and you're like <gasps> um so it's beautiful the world is gorgeous i've never liked wanted to swim underwater more than this game like the water <laughs> i wanted to go on holiday i was like that water is beautiful um the character models are gorgeous and con i were saying all week even the npcs they don't now usually sometimes they're like hi i'm a beautiful main character model and then that block over there is an npc <laughs> um it doesn't suffer from that and it doesn't suffer too much from what i could see uh like repetitive npc designs like it's not like here's jeff and his brother jeff and his brother jeff right right like, it's enough that you don't really clock the same npcs i think a lot of that as well as they might have the same model but they've changed up the tribal makeup or the color of their tribal outfit right, um, and it also helps the world is very distinct in where the tribes live so you you're, they, they they clearly have certain models for certain tribes. It's it's just done really well. Hmm. Um, and what's good about that is, is when you see someone from a different tribe in a, an area they shouldn't be, you go, "Oh no, why are they here?" Uh, and that oh, usually okay. a point. Um, so beautiful graphics. Oddly enough, there is some random pop up at times, but not where you expect it. The first time I noticed it was the very start of the game, where Aloy rides west and as she's and it's like track her through the wilderness so i don't know if it can't be a few random cutscene because there's random pop-up in this video it was really right, weird okay um but the it, the pop-up only happens in sort of cutscene type moments that i noticed right um, it never happens like in game um there is a bit when you can climb like the tallest mountain and you can see the whole world and it's beautiful. It's really nice. It's really, it's really cabin. You're kind of like, oh, I just want to stay here for a while. And <laughs> um, graphically, absolutely gorgeous. Gameplay, gameplay is fun if you play the first game. Yeah, it's more of what you to expect. Um, kind of standard action adventure fare. You've got your dodge button, your sneak button, um, your quick action button. The combat's nice. I'm, I'm very much a stealthy arrow man. Yeah. Although. Getting near the end of the game, I did go in melee a bit more because there's a few bits where you kind of it makes more sense to melee. And the combat's fun, unlocking combinations and character combos and fighting combos um, was quite good. And you never feel too weak. Um, massive, massive, massive range of types of weapons like crazy, all the different ammos and weapons you can have. But you can equip maybe like four, five weapons. But you can carry tons in your bag. Right, um, okay. And then what's funny is I ended up only using like one bow for most of the game. Then started, when I was getting up tougher enemies, starting to delve into um, elemental weapons. Right. And then it was like, oh, that makes it so much easier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so don't, if you're going to play it, don't be scared to play around with the different like elemental weaknesses and, and work to your advantage because resources are abundant i think i finished the game with like 1500 heal berries in the oh. store because <laughs> i've just crap all the time um where it falls down slightly in gameplay is the climbing can be a bit janky and cumbersome like uh, unless you have the camera 
exactly what it she'll start climbing back where you came from or she'll decide that she can't make a jump which she should be able to make and there's been a few times where I've went for a jump and she's missed and climbed back up and jumped and she's got to the next time it's really weird right so the climbing can be a wee bit a wee bit weird um and what is the other thing oh the so in your d-pad all your usable items and your pouch are there um and I don't like having too many things. I don't like it being cumbersome. I like what I want to use. So when you put them in a store, you'd expect them to disappear, but no, they stay there. So you've got to cycle through and try and find your... All right. What points I was like in a fight looking for my health potion. And I was like, where the... Because you're trying to watch the screen, you're trying to dodge, and you're trying to look at this bottom left to find your health potion. I don't know if I was just playing a bit dumb. But oh, I was no. like, I can't figure out. I was getting... That seems so, odd, yeah. I at times. Um... But the gameplay for the most part is really good. I think as well, so when you scan an enemy, it shows the weaknesses. To then show the weaknesses again, you need to kind of pull up your scanner. I think that can get seen fast-paced fights when you're like, what was that weakness? Okay, yeah. It's quite a lock-on at times, which leads to a few frustrating moments when you're shouting. <laughs> um, but for the most part, gameplay is, is pretty solid. It's just a few moments where you go, ooh. Uh, the story is cracking. Uh it's this really weird thing where everything matters but doesn't matter if that makes sense like every time you do a quest or a side quest it feels part of the world but it's never it might not totally affect the about the main story right but it's affecting the story of everyone in the world and you actually start to really care for all the tribes the way the story's done is really organic uh, and it all clicks in nicely and you're never really punished for leaving a side quest and come back to it later um, and the fact you can change the dialogue slightly because they're reflecting what's happened in the world. Uh, I did hear, maybe misquoting this, that they got the person who wrote the quest for The Witcher 3 in to help with the side quests. All right. Which is maybe why they're a bit better, but it could also be why they're a wee bit wordy. Remember saying that? They talk about it too much. I'm like, just like the Smash Bros. And they do this weird thing where some dialogues, you can just hit X and skip through the dialogue once you've read the subtitle. But other ones, you can only skip the full cutscene, so you miss everything they're saying. All right. It's really weird. Sometimes I'm like, the two different people sit and design these things because I just I just want to skip to the next bit of dialogue. I don't want to skip the whole thing. There's and and it's the same button? Uh, no, it's two different buttons. It's two different, right, okay. Skip the full thing, but then in some ones, you can just hit X to skip through the just dialogue. Jump, and I'm like, why, why can't I just do that all the time? Um, but the story's great, it builds up the, the characters are really well written the female characters are amazingly well written um, every character you kind of come in contact with has a really nice story arc um, characters from the first game get brought back uh, some of them you meet at the very start and it's really nice because I hadn't played the first game since it came out really and when I saw them I was like I remember you it was it felt like catched up with old pals it's quite smart the way they did it nice and then you, you some of them follow you west and then you meet a whole new cast of characters and you really care for them and the story just builds and builds and builds and one of the critiques was um or the criticisms was oh it gets too sci-fi to which I was like it's it's about robotic machines that <laughs> eat, eat people as sci-fi um and it really goes deep sci-fi that by the end you're like, oh, and it sets up a third game beautifully. Oh, right, okay. Like, like there's not even that doubt. <laughs> it's just like, there will be a third game. Um, but it's good. It kind of toys with emotions and it gives you some, some um, 
dialogue options. Like, you can either, there's a brain, so it's like, oh, I'm going to use my brain for this. There's like a really rude one where you're just like, nah, sack that. And then there's a heart one, which is like, you're emotional. Right. I went with the heart every time because I'm just like that. (laughs) Um, So you feel like you're having an impact in the story. And I'm pretty sure I got an optional bit for the end, not by accident, like I chose to do it. And I was like, I wonder if that changes if you don't do certain things. Um, so it'll be interesting. I can now finish it. I can look online. But the story is great. It keeps you really gripped. There's plot turn after plot turn after plot turn. I was pure crying at bits. Like, it's so good. It's, you won't be disappointed. Um, and then the final thing, content, it's jam-packed. I could go back and still put another, like, I don't know, 10, 15 hours into it just be doing all the rest of the side quests and stuff. Like, brimming the content, but not detrimental to playing the game. It doesn't feel sluggish or... Oh, here we go. I have to do this. You want to go do the uh, content. Um, and I, I will go back at some point. Uh, not just I had to like uninstall it to get all the other games that are coming out installed. Because <laughs> um, uh... we have tiny hard drives. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely a game I'd go back, download, and, and, and replay. And the trophy list is really fair. It's like a platinable game. It's not like you have to like offer up your firstborn to the PlayStation gods <laughs> to try and achieve the platinum. It looks like a very achievable platinum. But yeah, a really solid game. Probably game of the year for me so far for this oh, year. Good. Mark, but for me, it's definitely up there with potential game of the year material. Um, and yeah, if you've not played it, go get it. It's great. Nice, it. nice. We should say that Sony did give us a code for this game. Um, yes. But or Remember... We cannot be bought. Our opinions cannot be bought. This is an honest, straightforward. Yeah. This is well. Blunder did buy his copy. Yeah, so. I, 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 I'm not lying. So if it was rubbish, I'd be telling you. <laughs> but we can't recall on this. But mine was my own money. Um, so I, I paid for it, and it was it was outstanding. I text a heck MJ actually um, at the very start of the game. Just I forgot how much I love Aloy because she's cool. <laughs> she's like. And it's not because she's a girl, she's just cool. She just does cool stuff. Is um, it, uh, I think you've already answered this pretty much, but is it a nice companion piece for the first one? Does it, is it, it do Absolutely. well with it? Yeah. It does. It just builds in the world and the mythos and the relationships from it and the relationship in it that isn't a relationship. And that, like, between Aloy and someone who isn't there. And that should make sense to people who've played it, but it just. It's great. It just builds everything more. And there's there's one point I did shout "Eat the rich," and that that's sort of context. <laughs> but I literally was like, "Eat the rich, yes!" <laughs> so uh, it's it's just it's it's so good. It's just ah, oh, so good. Excellent, excellent. Sounds good. Uh, I know Colin was raving about it as well. Colin has kind of had it on the back burner since Elden Ring came out. Uh, yeah. N- not for any other reason than he's he's really enjoying Elden Ring. He wants to play both. He's just not got time to do both. Um, I think mm. he was wanting to make a wee bit of a dent in Elden Ring. Uh, but it seems like it's it's been a winner anyway. Aye. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's so good. Happy days. Happy days. Sony gave us another code. Um, dripping in codes we are for Sony. Um, you right there? <laughs> what are you looking at? I want to get hit in MJ. <laughs> It's not just because she's a girl, because girls, cause of course, oh, of course not, girls aren't ever cool. I was trying to make the point where a lot of people go, oh, they've just done that because she's female, and I try to make females look cool. Right. And I'm like, no, it's just because she's cool. She's cool. Like, she's it's cool. Not like, it's not like, you, it's not like, 
or they've just made her do that to be like, oh, girls can do stuff too. It's just she does uh-huh. it, and you just you're just like, yes, you go, you go, do what you need to do. <laughs> she's so determined. Like I think that's what a big drive in see because she's so like, I'm doing it. <laughs> you're you're like, I'm doing it. <laughs> like, you just you just what are you like? Just win the world. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, I so Sony threw another code and a completely different track, as it were. <laughs> they gave us code for a grand. Gran Turismo 7, uh, which I've taken, taken on board and been playing this a couple of streams. Um, it's great. This uh, this is my first Gran Turismo game. Uh, I didn't, I've not played the, the series, as it were. Uh, I believe the first one was out in 1997, just to make everybody feel old who has played the first one. I thought you said 87. I was like, what? <laughs> Before <laughs> PlayStation. Like, no. <laughs> um, it's, do you know, it's great. There's, I mean... How much can you say about a car game? It's, I mean, well, car fashion, the car uh, aficionados will tell you you can say a lot, but um, to the average gamer, which I am, I'm not huge on driving games. I like them, I enjoy them. Um, the it's good. It's 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 just your normal kind of driving game where you've got. Uh, championship races and things like that. What what's good is it gives it offers a wee cafe hub. Um, with Luca, Luca the drug dealer cafe, <laughs> who basically gives you menus. He, he runs the, the the cafe, which works as a wee hub, and he gives you hey. menus, and he'll say things like, you know, you need to go and collect three Italian cars, so you you'll go to race in Italy, and the prizes of each race is a car. You fill out that menu, and you go back ah. to Luca, and he'll give you maybe another car, or he'll open up something for you. So you'll maybe do that, and then it'll open up the tuning center where you can tune your cars and different things like that. Um, so it's quite nice. It's quite nice to have that focus, and and rather than it just being you do this race, you do this race, you do this race, you do this race. There's a yeah. wee bit of a kind of variety to it. Um, do your licenses to 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 kind of enter into the races, which I think is a normal Gran Turismo thing. Um, which my stream made me do all on gold, so I spent about three <laughs> hours doing them. <laughs> Which is great fun. I mean, it's fascinating. It was, it was really good. It, it got me right into the the spirit of Gran Turismo. And what I'm I'm believing with this game is that the, the whole aesthetic is very nostalgic to the the original game. The the menu buttons are very PS2 y, PS1 y. Uh, they're big chunky buttons. The arrow's a big chunky arrow. <laughs> uh, everything about it's very early PlayStation, uh, very deliberately early PlayStation. So they've not done that thing where you've got to use the R three stick to uh, simulate a mouse and try and drag your way across. No, not at all. And you can still just jump with the directional pads <laughs> to jump oh. to the buttons. Um, it's good. It's good that, like, as in gameplay, it drives really well. It feels really right. It dri- you know, the driving simulator of it is great. I've not driven anything super fast yet. I've I've been fairly low key on it all, um, but you can already sense this, the the differences with each vehicle, especially oh. when you start tuning them up as well, and and you get that uh, haptic feedback clunk as they change gear. You get a kind of a feeling of a, a of of a gear changing, uh, which really adds the the whole controlling system is quite good with the haptic feedback. It's it's there, it's enough to make you appreciate it, but it's not overpowering. That there's just constant feeling. Um, you do get it. You know, when you hit the curb, you get a wee a wee dunt on that side, and um, your triggers are are vibrating. 
Uh, as I say, that the gear change is really the one that caught me, which is a real kind of clunk that you get in your hands, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's motion controls as well, so you can drive it like a Wii steering wheel, if you remember Ooh. from doing Mario Kart. Yeah, uh-huh. um, which I did. I did try out. I, I, I can't. It's not for me that that kind of thing. Uh, I'd much prefer the buttons, but it, it worked remarkably well. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, I don't know how much of it I would do in that, but uh, it did work out great. Graphically, it's do you know graphically, it's really interesting because it's 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 brilliant, it's stunning, it's realistic, it's photorealistic at times, mm-hmm. particularly when weather comes into play, the time of day and weather, um, it's it really shines at kind of dawn and dusk and things like that. The the mm-hmm. light is beautiful, um, and it really sells the environments. Weather is great. The rain looks great. The reflections off the rain, the puddles, is, it's just mind-blowingly photorealistic. It's really, really good. It's a funny thing, though, because the, when you're into it, I played most of it in, inside the car, in the cab, in front of the steering wheel, and it's a funny thing when you jump out of the car. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's because I'm used to Forza, but the car looks... I mean, the actual model of the car is brilliant. It's really top-notch. But the way it moves is just a wee bit odd. And I don't know if it's because I'm used to Forza. So when you go into a corner in Forza, your car turns. Right. And the camera kind of stays behind you. So it kind of stays in the same angle. Maybe starts to creep around the corner with you. And and you kind of get a sense of that movement. Yeah. With Gran Turismo 7... The, it's as if the camera is rock solid right behind your car. So right. when your car turns, the camera immediately goes. So it makes right. the car feel like a big block. Ah. And it, it, uh-huh. it, it makes it feel as if it's not moving right. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in my chat were saying when it gets to a faster car, that starts to drift away a wee bit and it's not as obvious. But on your, your very early cars and your slower cars, it's, it's a weird, it's like you're a big block of Lego. Just kinda... Do you think it's done to get people used to it and then as you get the bigger, better cars, it lets it go a bit? So I don't know. Do I don't know. It just seems odd. When you watch it back in the replay, you can see the cars moving really well and it, it's moving yeah. very realistically. Just when you're actually doing the race, because of the camera, the camera doesn't move, so it's... It just feels a wee bit of a kind of toy car, but and mm. you know, but it looks great. The actual model is is spanking, but just the the, the movement of it's just a bit off. So it's a funny thing. Um, mm. what else to say? What else to say about it? Uh, if it, the online stuff was great, I did do. A, you have to do ten menus before it opens up the online, and we got okay. into that, and and that was really good. It was a, a lot better pace than say Forza. Or, or or that where you're just bashing in and you're just throwing yourself about the track and you know you're going round corners and bashing into people. The the whole online thing is asking you to be polite to your drivers and not do that and then you get penalised yeah. for crashing in. Now I think this is again something that ex- existed before in Gran Turismo. It's it's trying to be a very much a sim than an arcade. Yeah. Um, so it punishes you for for aggressive driving. So you've got to be careful with that. And what that did was it, it made the online race is a lot more strategic. So you you are careful as you're coming into corners, you know people in front of you are going to slow down, so you're slowing yeah. down as well, and you're picking your moment to overtake because you don't want them to be coming into you and 
I, I just I, the whole the whole sense the the promise of the online for it was quite appealing. Um, it's not quite there yet. There's only like two daily races, and that's it. Uh, you, right. It has got a multiplayer section where you can hook up with your pals, and it's, it's just you can do what you want basically. Uh-huh. Um, but the kind of more the more ranked stuff, the more serious stuff is that is two races a day. Um, but there's promises of championships and all that kind of thing, and. You know, there's a whole host of features about the 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 car that you, you know you've got your petrol. You need to, you keep an eye on your gas and things like that. Uh, your tires, you need to be changing your tires. You might be pit stopping and all that. So the the longer the races go on, the more interesting they become. So there's mm. real promise for the online stuff. I think if you're into that kind of thing, more yeah. so than Forza, which is a bit more pick up and play. You know, pick up and play or pick up and learn to master kind of thing. Yeah. Um, this definitely seems like it wants you to to get under its skin a bit and play it lots. Mm-hmm. Last thing I'll say is the music. The music is crazy. It's a crazy. Biz- it's bizarre. It's a bizarre soundtrack. And I know Gran Turismo is known for its soundtrack for being very good. I think it was things like the Cardigans and the Chemical Brothers and all that and uh-huh. the earlier ones. Right. Um, this is bizarre. So like, you- is it? Original music or is it bands or it's it's bands, but I don't know how um, I don't know how popular these bands are. But you'll be having right. a kind of dad rock was a really good description. Uh-huh. It's like dad rock in one of the races, uh-huh. and uh-huh. then as you go into the next next race, it'll be a slight remix of a classical tune like Bach's Cannon or something like that. Oh, uh, uh-huh. it's just it's just bizarre, and the whole. The, <laughs> over and over we kept finding ourselves going this music is bizarre it's so strange (laughs) and it doesn't quite fit with the game Um, it's it's so weird it's so weird everything else is very very pointed and very deliberate you know you've got your your, your kind of PlayStation outlook to the menus Um, the cars are very you know specifically looked at Mm. they work properly the the graphics are very photorealistic the tracks are very accurate and then this this music is just kind of (laughs) washed over the top it's bizarre Uh. absolutely bizarre one other thing I did forget to say was um, just because it's not for me this kind of thing this uh, I'm not a petrol head as they call them um, where I'm, I'm looking at what cars are in the game, and I'm excited by certain cars and things like that. But um, a lot of people are saying that the the kind of list of cars isn't that great compared to previous right. iterations of this, particularly modern cars. So you might get Ooh. nice '80s cars, '90s cars, and uh, early 2000s and all that. But when it starts to get to more modern things, they're just not there. Um, mm. And that's a real um, hole, I think, for this game. But, but, and this ties into things like you, you earn coins for winning. Right. And whenever you deal with money, whenever you deal with your prize money or when you're paying for things or anything like that, there's a wee button below the OK button that says visit the PlayStation Store to top up. Um, everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, stinky. Aye. So I, I would put hard money on DLC cars coming that are the ones well, that people want. Wasn't the last Gran Turismo basically like a shell and then they released everything through DLC and they get absolutely slaughtered for it or something like that? It could well be. It could well be. Like, part of that is ringing in my head. Or, like, maybe it was a few ones ago, like, they released, like, Gran Turismo 3 and then had to do... Then they're like, oh, now here's Gran Turismo 3.5 with all the things it should have done. I just Uh remember the Gran Turismo community being raging at some point and I was like... (laughs) 
cars. It's interesting. It's a good game. Funnily enough, the first I think one of the first things you do in Gran Turismo 7 is deal with the coins that you get and you see that button. And I remember thinking that's very early to start asking me to spend money on this. Yeah. Very early. Mm-hmm. But listen, it's a car game. It's great fun. It's 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 a car game. Do you know what I mean? In the end of the day, yeah. unless you're super nuts about cars, you're going to pick it up, you're going to race, and you're not going to care much about anything else. And it races really well. It drives really well. It's really fun. Um, again, with, with all these things, it's going to be much better with your pals than it is with yeah. just average punters. And I think it can be quite a toxic online place as well. Um, mm. So... Use caution if you're doing that, but yeah, no. Thank you, Sony, for the code. Um, it's it's been great fun playing. As uh, I probably will play it more. Um, and what's nice, just to finish off, is it's f- between that and Forza. You know, people are saying if you could only play yeah. one, they're different enough that you could have them both. I would say oh, Forza's a lot more arcadey, a lot more fun, mm-hmm. and this is a bit more racy. You feel you feel like you could have online competitions with this. Forza, yeah. you can You're just having right. fun. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's got a bit more weight to it. Cool. Another game came out. We are flying through these, <gasps> bad, bad boy. Another game came out. Uh, yeah. Aye. We're going to have to touch on it. I know I spoke a bit longer than I wanted to there, sorry. Elden uh, that was great. But Elden Ring came out. Elden Ring. I know, we were talking about this last podcast about how... <laughs> about how... <laughs> Colin was all one for it, and you and I were a bit like, oh, well, in fact, did you pre-order it by then? Oh, you maybe uh, did. I think as soon as we finished, I pre-ordered it, and then... No, I mean, I mean, just sitting on my the console, ready to go. That's true. And then afterwards, about an hour after the, the, the podcast, you two were like, oops! <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy! Oopsies! Aye, aye. I just thought... I I'm made the jump first, I was like, I'm going to go for it, and then I was like, oh, I have a bad influence. Well, I mean, Colin was getting it no matter what. I just couldn't afford it, I think, then. I think Sherry Bobbins very kindly gifted him for his birthday. It was his birthday present, wasn't I it? I think it was, yes. Um, the only one he got you to got any use out of. Poor me soul. Um, <laughs> but I know, what's your thoughts on Elden Ring? You, you, your early thoughts, I suppose. I like it. Uh, it's lots of fun. I, I, I think have... Oh, we've not pod. When were we talking about it? Because if we've not podcast since we got it, but... we've not. It was. It was like the day maybe after. Maybe last week we were. Was it, oh, maybe we were just chatting amongst ourselves. Um, I oh, we were just chatting amongst ourselves. I like it. I like the open worldness. Um, I like how. Oh, it's hard to describe. I like mm-hmm. just kicking about and not feeling like here's here's that corridor where you died eighteen times. Try uh-huh. again. Um, I like that aspect. I like the fact there's big things you can see and run away from. I like I've got I've got, I've got my little pony, which is fun. Um, but I did stream it. Um, I did stream it, uh, and I found it really chill to stream. Whereas when I did Bloodborne, I was like <gasps> the whole time. Whereas with this, I was just like, "What do you think that is out there, guys? Let's go see." Uh, I went for a wee jaunt, and then was like, "Oh my god, bear!" Um, we saw a big thing at a beach with tentacles and we were just like, no. And then, like, just try to, like, it's, it was dead exciting aggroing things for the first time and seeing who was going to win, which I never, I've never really felt in other games because mm. you just we were like, here, guy, oh, I'm dead. Whereas in <laughs> this one, I just feel like I've got more of a chance and, like, 
I think that's why I'm liking it a bit more, like sneaking around. So I play, I'm a bandit, so I'm like, so I'm really fast. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, you, you, fast, you were like, you were like, you're so speedy, and I was like, am I? Everyone's like this. <laughs> um, so like just going around and finding things and like chucking something at it to lure one in and then testing how you go against one and then be like, right, I'm on the rest again. Like, <laughs> I think I only died twice the whole stream. The first time I died because I showed everyone the boss. I was like, look at that guy. <laughs> and then the second time I died was to that um, exit stage right pursued by a bear who came out of a dead man. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> the bear. So, that was so cool. scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I was like, what? <laughs> um <laughs> and then but then we kept finding weird things which never did anything like we found those worm rock things uh -huh. and i was like i'm not that and then like some a mysterious thing in the ground and i was like i'm not touching that and then we found a castle and then we found a, a, a bunch of wolves garden like tombs and the tombs have lots of coins for you to upgrade so i think it's easier to find um the runes right. uh, compared to like in bloodborne and dark souls try to find souls and um blood <laughs> hey, body echoes i feel like I, i've leveled up loads i think i went up seven levels that stream which felt really weird but at the hmm. same time as like, i feel bold enough to go more places so then i just started running around the map like a madman trying to get the map shards um and hmm. we found millions of different types of enemies and it was great because i just screamed the whole time um <laughs> and i think that's what's so good as well i was like the enemy variety is crazy for just being that first bit of the map uh, i've not even fought a boss yet well i fought a boss i've not won any <laughs> um, and then I sent original Stephen. I can't believe I've not found any other bosses. And he was like, "You've literally ran by like four. But I, I found you just managed to turn left at the right moment and miss it." And I was like, oh. um, "And I think everyone's experience is so different. And I think that's why I'm liking it so much. And find, making the lore like, have you found the guy on top of the ruins? Uh... And he's like, he's like." You there! I oh. have a job for you! Oh no! And then he's a real pompous butthead. <laughs> so we find him. Oh wait, I'm gonna. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something because I have my notebook. I'll get your notebook. Brilliant. Yeah. I've got three pages of notes and I've barely done anything. Um, <laughs> what's his name? There's like Lord Kenneth. So I found a ghost. A wee ghost, and I was like, are you a person or a ghost? And she was all warned me and about this Lord Kenneth. And I was like, oh, he does this like a nice guy. Then we found him. And he sent us in a quest. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do your quest, but I kind of want to do the quest. And it just, that's dead exciting because I'm like, I don't know where this is leading. Aye. Um, Aye. And it makes the world feel alive. I think they've got a really interesting world where you want to know what's going on. And the, the names of buildings, I'm like, what does that mean? And who, who does that represent? And what's that? Like, I've got a million questions and nothing's been answered yet. But I don't <laughs> mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like um, Frodo, where we're off on an adventure. Like, and it's just like, here we go. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why, like, compared to the other Souls games, where I was like, here's that corridor of doom, and I've died 18 times. Let's go again. See, that's interesting. I had the wee word with Hick and MJ, and I think she was exactly the opposite. Mm -hmm. She was about, mm -hmm. she, she missed that level design of, of this yeah. is the corridor that you have to get through, uh -huh. uh, which is interesting. I, I, do, I know she's been streaming it the past couple of days. I do hope she's kind of found her way with it. I, I'm really liking it. I'm trying to work out whether I'm. A different type of gamer than I, I was when I played Dark Souls 3 or right. whether I actually just like this better uh -huh. um, I, I like yourself I was really enjoying streaming it I love just investigating and going oh we'll see what this is over here and uh, yeah. you know you can you can stop for a wee breather and chat away and 
Uh, just the, like you say, the investigation of it all is just is just too appealing. I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm having a ball with it. I really am. Uh, and I've I've done nothing really. I've, I have killed a couple of bosses, uh, but I'm nowhere. I don't even know where the first story boss is, for example. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm not in a rush to find it. I'm just I'm just enjoying looking where I am. My favorite mm-hmm. moment so far though is I'll not tell what I did. But I did something that then transported me halfway across the map. I've heard this could happen, <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> to the uh, va- the Valley of Doom. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, I'm trapped here forever. I'm trapped here because <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't move uh, without getting killed. Uh, I thought, oh man, that's it. I'm here forever. But I did manage to get back and I back went back to my forever home, which is outside the gates to the castle. I love it. I love it. Like when I went exploring, I couldn't find a. Uh, uh, Lost Grace, I could call it Fallen Grace, but oh, um, but yeah, I could find a Lost Grace in this one area, and I was like, I just want it to be safe before I go try this challenge a bit. Um, and then there was a bit, I managed to climb up a hill and saw two big giant things. I was like, I'm just gonna wait here to wait. <laughs> I was like, and maybe eventually I'll kill them, but I think, I think that's why I like it because I'm like, eventually I'll be able to try that, and I'm getting bold enough to run in and try it, and I'm like, mm, oh yeah, but right, I'm like, right. I will make a note. To come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we know. It sounds like come back here when you can do more things. Oh, it's, it's so I'm so enjoying. It. I think we'll, we'll be talking about more of the. It's certainly Colin when he comes back. We'll be talking yeah. about this. Um, other games. I mean, just very briefly, we're enjoying a community tournament of uh, PJ Two K Twenty One. How's it going? How's it's it going? Well, we're in our second week. We're just kind of doing a, an event a week, basically, and you just play it in your own time. It's great. I've I've been streaming my rounds. Uh, Jabrius joined me for my official round today, which is nice. Um, mm. But it's lovely, and it's lovely because we're playing cross platform as well. So nice. Everybody can play who wants to play, kind of thing. And it's it's just nice. It's just a nice wee community we've got going in the golf, and it's it's nice kind of checking in on people's scores throughout the week. And uh, and then next week we've got our first two round event. So ah. some people like do the two mm. rounds at once. Other people will maybe do one at the start of the week, one at the end of the week, and things like that. So I'll really kind of open up the game. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you've been playing a wee game called Coma. Is that right? Yeah, Coma Two Vicious Sisters. Oh my! Um, so I I don't know I don't know why I bought it because I was like I've got all these new games to play. I'm going to buy something else, and I was just looking for something a wee bit. I was looking for a new horror game that to kind of fill my gap on a Tuesday where I've kind of not had a horror. After I finished In Sound Mind, I was like, oh no, what did I play? Um, so I was on having a look in a sale and this was £3.50. Oh my. And I was like, well, if it's rubbish, at least it's still broke the bank. It's essentially a free and game, mate. I and it's really <laughs> good. So it's like a side-scrolling, kind of Metroidvania-esque, I guess, um, horror from a South Korean studio and they changed their name since it came out. So um I need to check this because uh, I tried to. I was looking them up and I was like, they don't exist anymore. What? And then I was like, ah, no, they do. They've just they've they've rebranded since then. And it's a sequel. And the first one's not on PlayStation, so I couldn't even play that. Oh. Um, but it kind of I I'm trying to figure out if it's like the character who's so it starts in this girl who you're playing as is like, oh, that my best friend's been in a coma, and I don't know if he's in the coma or he's in just a coma. And Devora Studio. Yeah, that's their name. Um, and basically, she's just going about her life in her school, and it's it's really good writing. It's like there's one character's like I'm like so like whatever. <laughs> it's like all these like really cliche characters, which work really nice. And basically, after school, she sees a boy going into a room he shouldn't, 
and she goes in, finds a spooky book, passes out, and wakes up in the coma, which is like the asleep world, and we're in the waiting world. Uh-oh. And the, the idea is it's where deja vu comes from, and it's um, where shadows live, and shadows are like a reflection of your inner thoughts that you don't let out, but they can also be brought on by memes and social media and rumours and that sort of thing. And once the shades and shadows get strong enough, they can make flesh monsters, flesh puppets, and then then they can get strong enough to escape and become demons in the real world where they're harder to deal with. So that's the story. And you're just this wee high school girl trying to escape. Um, You can't fight back. You can't fight back. You just got to run away all the time. However... You've got five, is it five? Yeah, five health bars at the top of the screen. At the end of each chapter, if you've not prepared properly, you take permanent damage, so you lose them as the game goes on. So the end of the first chapter, I hadn't done something because I hadn't explored enough, and one of the Vicious Sisters flesh puppets hit me, so I permanently lost a bit of health. But then, in the next chapter, I managed to make caltrops, and when the thing came for me, the character automatically chucked them in a cutscene and it stopped me getting damaged. So it's these mechanics, if you don't explore the world enough, you're not going to okay. benefit. Um, it's, it's, for a side-scrolling game, it's terrifying and it's got really good jump scares. Um, I was really enjoying it. Chat were really enjoying watching play it. Um, it's real, real good, real real creepy, real atmospheric and really world-building, like lots of notes for, about, uh, for like what happens and stuff. So um, but it's good. Uh, and again, uh, I think it was Sutton was in, and they're like, "Why do they keep making the villains attractive?" <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of the flesh puppets is like your your English teacher, uh, but she's like this busty woman in high heels and an open blouse when she's a demon, and she like, stalks the halls in her heels, and you hear clacking, and you're like, <laughs> "My God, this is erotic for a horror game." Um, but it's good; it's it's really good. Uh, I I highly recommend it if if you're into like horrors, and it's meant to last about ten hours. Um, oh, okay. And I think it's got good replay value because it's got all these wee bits and bobs. Like I'm saying, I missed things or I didn't do things the first time. So going back and doing a second run, you'd be like, how do, how do I do that? How do I, how do I avoid certain things happening? But it was really good. It was fun. Nice. Nice. Let's find out what listeners have been playing. Uh, Joshy yeah. Mitz, who's been in touch, he says, PGA 2K21 has been the talk for me, but I'm obviously biased, old, mm-hmm. and out of touch. <laughs> I do think it's a great game, though, albeit the actual physics on the Golf Club 2019 were better. Discuss. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a wee bit. Maybe a wee bit. Uh, I, I think the, the 2K21 with it being bought by uh, 2K, funnily enough, are, um, are kind of maybe wanting to push it down the Tiger Woods route, uh, whereas the Golf Club was very sim-like. So it could be a wee bit of a, a kind of balance with mm. that. Rainey one was in touch on Twitter. Uh, just trying to round up the last few critters in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Is that how we're saying it? Arceus? 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 I don't know. Can't be Arceus. As well as the usual <laughs> Diablo 2 resurrected excellence. Lindsay Mar says, I popped my Drunger cherry. She ah, did. She did. Lindsay Mar appeared on Colin's Drunger stream. Very well, good. That. Very good, Lindsay. Use 83 says, I've been playing Warhammer 3, Risk of Rain 2, and Landlord Super. Oh, interesting. Loves the Warhammer 3, that boy. <laughs> Hamster Boy. Been playing a bit of Genshin Impact, which is just anime goodness, and think I'm going to have to cave and buy Elden Ring from the sounds of things. 
uh, judging by Hamster Boy in the chat, says just yeah. making my own ring character. Yeah. Any <laughs> suggestions? I think he's beaten uh. to it. <laughs> Viva La Hazy, Elden Ring is life. <laughs> Jamesy42 on Twitter, just downloaded Gardens of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And what fun already. Soundtrack is amazing. That's why oh, I'm yeah. not streaming it, because I want to hear the soundtrack. <laughs> also played some 2K21 for the community. Second score, a lot worse than the first. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Finally, Arcade Glasgow uh, Blunder will probably have already covered it, but the new DBD content is killer. Aside so from good. that, I've been playing plenty of Apex 2. Is it a good killer? Yeah. It's Sadako from the Ring movies. Nope. And she is a spooky wee woman. She nope. can transport through her televisions. She does her eye thing to kill people. <laughs> she, like, lifts them up with superpowers and you don't know where she is i i was saying i spent all last night playing against her just screaming because oh. i was like i don't know where she is and um, she's very scary she's for people who were saying dead by daylight's lost its horror it is back no no mm, it's very good we'd love you getting in touch if you want to do so here's how you can do it love to hear from you find us on facebook as the nearly men twitter and instagram where we are at nearly men or email info at the nearly men.com Yes, indeed. Drop us a line. Let us know. New releases. <sighs> Submerge Hidden Depths is coming out on all platforms on the 10th. Also on the 10th, we've got Time Loader for PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Workshop Simulator for PC, PS4 and Xbox One. Distant Worlds 2 for PC. On the 11th, you're getting Hack GU Last Recode on the Switch. Hotel Transylvania Scary Tale Adventures. And WWE 2K22 is coming out on all platforms there. On the 15th, you're getting Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto Online on the next gen. On the 16th, Tunic for Xbox. On the 17th, Galgan Double Piece for Switch. Also on the 17th, you're getting This Means Warp for PC. PS4, uh, sorry, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax for PC, PS4 and Switch. On the 18th, you're getting Kowloon High School Chronicle for PS4. Who Press Mute on Uncle Marcus for PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. And Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin on all platforms. That's all the 18th. On the 22nd, Rune Factory 5 is coming for Switch. On the 24th of March, you're getting The Ascent on PS5 and PS4. Expedition Zero for PC. Lumote, the Master Mote Chronicles for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. <laughs> Stadia. <laughs> and on the 25th, you get Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby, then the Forgotten Land, and Tina Tiny Tina Tiny Tina's <laughs> Wonderlands. <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was that could have got very just very quickly there. <laughs> I'm guessing Ghostwire's the talk of the town for you there. Oh, so well, Final Fantasy Origins, but Ghostwire looks amazing. Japanese ghosts and punch them in the face with a super powered fist. Oh, oh my. I don't wait for oh that. Final Fantasy on there? Yeah, it's called Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. So it is. Back to front, the way they do it. Um, because point. then it's like not a mainline Final Fantasy game. Ah. Uh... Try to be smart. <laughs> Anything from the chat that caught your eye? Uh... Just two comments, so Magic or Die, saying, that's just classic Wonderboy, always wanting to skip other people talking just to get back to his turn. Outrageous. How rude. Very rude. Very rude. Very rude. And then Colin said, in relation to Elden Ring, 
I found a baddie today that literally made my blood run cold. Oh my days! So don't like it. I don't like it. Although, uh, if we we get sent a video from Colin that was essentially him running into a dragon, <laughs> but and that was the most Colin thing I think I've ever seen of him just trying to investigate something and it was a dragon appeared. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. we are. There we are. It's almost like it was written specifically for him after that D&D campaign. <laughs> I was like, how? In two different mediums? Can you pull off the same thing? It's just calling, man. It's just calling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Blinderboy, for joining me. Thank you, Paul Kaczynski, for hosting. You're very welcome. We're missing Colin. We miss you, Colin. We hope you're feeling better, pal. And we'll hopefully see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Fighting fit again. Uh, this episode has been episode 104 and was brought to you by executive producer Hamster Boy, Mr. Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer. I wonder what you called his Elden Ring character. Mr. Producer, I hope. Uh, yeah, Producer Boy. <laughs> the next episode is going to be live on twitch.tv slash the Nearly Men. It'll be episode 105 at 8pm on Thursday the 24th of March. Goodness. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We hope you are well and full of games. Blender boy, any parting words for us? Make sure you charge your joypads. Yeah, baby. See you later, guys. Bye.